I have an idea. Let's record a shitty intro. Just strum it. <laughs> This is the Zach and Akash show. <laughs> What's up, guys? My camera just broke. Welcome to the Zach and Akash show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God damn it. Always technical difficulties to greet you every morning. I don't know why that happened, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's the episode 22. I forgot to change um, the thing. Wow, my phone just broke. Okay. Well, you can all just hear my sexy voice while I fix this. Um, yeah, so Akash, how did you improve your life? Mm. Yesterday. You know what I did? I ate some more cookie dough. Oh, yeah? And that was a huge life improvement right there. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I pretty much just decided one major thing I want to get done today. Mm-hmm. Committed to it, and I'm going to get it done today. Otherwise, not much. Just had a nice, relaxing Sunday. Not too much else to do yesterday. What about you, Zach? That's good. Um, I started that uh, that little experimental show you and I were talking about. Um, yeah, I saw the eyes. Oh, yeah, I forgot I posted that. I can show you all some more eyes. Um yeah, I mean, I want to explain it in the video, but there was a point where I was like, shit, I don't know how to draw eyes, so I had to go learn how to draw eyes. Can you see me now, Akash? Dude, yeah, why draw Perfect. Naomi Scott when you can just draw me instead? <laughs> because look at, how, about. look at how gorgeous this young woman is. I drew this. Whoa! Did you do that? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a it's a picture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I I do want to get into sketching. What I want to sketch because I want to be specific. Um, is I want to learn how to sketch people specifically. So I figured you know jump straight into it. So I just drew a shit ton of eyeballs. So this is the start. I'll show you. This is the first eyeball I drew, and you can see it gradually got better and better. See that? And then nice. I have a. A second page of eyeballs. Uh, most of these are fuck ups, to be honest, because um, I was really tired last night. This one's pretty good. That's a good eyeball. Oh, you signed it. That's how I you know. know it's good. I I signed the ones I like. Um, you can see there's a shit ton of fuck ups. Uh, yeah. Some of them are good. Some are bad. So I noticed that like the process of drawing an eyeball is actually drawing a circle. So I'm glad I practiced drawing a shit ton of circles. <laughs> I'm getting good at drawing circles, Akash. Nice. Yeah, so that was that. Um, I was trying to finish my second blog, but I was getting some serious writer's block this weekend. So I'm going to try to finish it today. It's been tough. I'm going to try to finish a coffee bean today. Oh, fuck. The segment... Yeah, this, is a, this is a throwback to episode three or something. There you go. Delicious. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. Thank you. So I kind of want to start writing the book next week. Is one thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I Hell think yeah. I, I was kind of procrastinating a little bit. Uh, 
but in, a, in, a, in an okay way. It wasn't like, because I figured um, that month of May before I start my internship is a good point to jumpstart just to dive into just writing because there's no school. It's nothing. It's just, mm -hmm. I could very well write for like eight hours a day and like nothing bad would happen if I did that. Except my mental I mean, two more weeks of school. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, finals week, the chill week, where I'm not going to study. <clears throat> two more weeks until I'm officially considered an alcoholic. Jesus Christ. Because I won't be in college anymore. <laughs> that is so sad. Just, uh, just be a fifth year. Guys, this Do bottle, everyone thinks it's water, but it's actually... Tall ass bottle of straight vodka every morning. <laughs> oh, that would be a way to start the day. I mean, it is darty season. That'd be terrible, dude. Isn't it darty season? Spring darty season? Almost? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Not almost. It is. I'll miss uh, watching all the drunk people stumble to, to blaze while I'm cooking. Stumbling in at like 11 a.m. Yeah. I'm like, I'm cooking. I look out and I'm like, wow, everyone looks, everyone looks good, fresh, fresh, <laughs> ref in those Yukon, respect. You know what else looks really good? Coding. Coding. <laughs> That's our segue for today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so. But yeah, coding, coding's fun. Uh, we just, Zach and I are both computer scientists, for those of you who didn't know, and we both code for a living at the moment. So, Zach, why do you code? And how did you get into it? Well, you see, just as every middle schooler does, you download the game Minecraft. And then you wonder to yourself, how do I make games? So you Google <laughs> how to make a video game and there's some dude who's like typing shit into like a computer like a bunch of weird words and you're like what the fuck is that and you discover that is computer science and you're like ah and so you decide that you want to go into it um and then you you take some stuff like you take like a course and you kind of enjoy it uh you enjoy sitting awkwardly on a couch coding um just messing around so yeah it's it's fun um i've definitely improved a lot since the first time i've coded um yeah i noticed that when i was like teaching basic stuff and i could just go you know and you can just like you don't even need to touch the mouse you just go <laughs> you just do it <laughs> you don't need to think about it anymore yeah you don't have you to think do it. you don't have to think you don't have to touch the mouse you're just like it's done yeah yeah it's the same thing minecraft so if you're interested in coding i guess play minecraft or no i guess it's the other way yeah. if you play minecraft you might be interested in coding um yeah eighth grade i played it but even before that i had a couple friends who were into coding in like middle school they made these cool websites and i'm like wow that's really cool how'd you make that and then that's how i got into html back then i made this website um, I wanted to remake Addicting Games was a website I really liked back then for some online games, all those Flash games. I wanted to make something like that. And then I played Minecraft, and then I wanted to make mods for Minecraft. 
So that's how I got into it. And I made this mini mod. I made this obsidian armor mod uh, during my freshman year of high school, which is really insane armor. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I was kind of lazy for a bit. But I kept like trying to code different things, but and I spent like two years just trying to learn. And then I realized I watched the same tutorials again and again and again, and I was not getting any better at all. I just didn't understand. Shit wouldn't click in my head. I remember specifically it was Java. I get all the basic shit like if statements, loops, print statements, and stuff like that. But Java had has classes, and there were these things called constructors to pretty much tell a class, I guess, what type of class it is, or not what type of class it is. Oh, I don't want to go too deep in depth into <laughs> what coding is, but this one topic, constructors, I couldn't understand it at all, no matter how many videos I watched. Uh, have you ever watched this guy? Bucky, in a, I think New Boston tutorial or some channel like that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I know Bucky. Really good channel. Uh, yeah, I pretty much had to watch that video like 10 times. I still didn't get it. And then I, I had a little awakening. I found this website called Programming by Doing. And it was just not just tutorials, but you read through a tutorial. And then for each tutorial, they give you a mini project to do. And then finally, shit kind of clicked in my head. And I'm like, holy shit, I can actually do this. And then I built a few mini games and things like that. Um, so projects, if you're learning how to code, projects are really, really important. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a, a trap where you just watch YouTube videos or like you just watch a shit ton of YouTube videos. Um, but you need to like fuck up in a safe environment enough for you to like learn. I was, I'm teaching mm -hmm. a friend right now and then like an error shows up and I'm like, oh, I know what that is and I can fix it. But that's because I've messed up so many times that I'm just familiar with those errors. So it's like, yeah, you just, just got to keep practicing. Like, make a fun yeah, project. Yeah, that's a huge part of coding. Getting uh, familiar with errors. Because mm -hmm. you're going to be dealing with a lot of that. Nothing's going to work right the first time you do it. Everything's going to break. Even the simplest things are going to find a way to break. And you get really familiar with the errors. Uh, yeah, it's not about just watching YouTube videos and copying them. You know, that's good to get yourself familiar with whatever environment you're working in. But once you actually get inside, start breaking your own code, figuring out why it's breaking by yourself, learning how to Google a little bit, once you start doing all that, that's when you actually start learning how to code and that's when you actually start improving as a coder. And, and another thing is a lot of people when they start off, just start off on say, if it's something like Java, they just start off in this IDE or integrated development environment. It's where it's like pretty much a text document like notepad, but on drugs. And there's a lot of tools that are built for you. Don't do that. Like th those things highlight all your errors and they tell you what's wrong every time. And that's cool and all later, it's going to help out a lot. But when you're getting started, just a text document, you know, just code on notepad. And that way you need to actually read through your code whenever you mess something up instead of something just telling you how to fix it. Or sublime, it's simple. 
Yeah, Sublime. I've never used Sublime. I like it. You can. I, it's a MacBook thing, right? You can make it a uh, black and white, so it's like you feel like a coder, or like you know the the dark skin. You can make it. You know, feel like a hacker. Is it just like a text editor? Yeah, it's nice. Cool. Um, if you want to run your code, you got to go into like terminal or command prompt. See, I think it's called terminal now because I've used terminal so much. And so I look on my computer, I search terminal, and it's called command prompt comes up instead. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, but, uh, the stream you... broke. Someone texted me. Uh, fuck. Continue. I'll, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll engineer this while I... I'll fix this. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Oh, God. Where did everything go? Oh. There you are. Um, yeah. Senior... Uh, all right. I'll, I'll keep going with my story then. Senior year of high school is when... Junior year is when I started building some competency. I started building a few games with my own, just playing around with it. Nothing crazy. And then senior year, I joined a robotics team in my high school. I was always a part of the team, but I got more serious about it senior year. And I was also like the programming lead for it with my buddy, Andy. And, you know, when you're in that type of environment, where in robotics, six, you get six weeks to build everything out and you got to put it in competition and shit's always breaking. The electric side is always changing. When you're in an environment like that and you're coding in a high pressure environment, you start to learn pretty quickly, um, especially when I remember this one competition, our first competition with the robot that year. We were supposed to go on field the next day and the night before the robot broke and there's this thing called autonomous where your robot would automatically do something. That year it was supposed to automatically move and shoot into a little basketball goal type of thing. And everything broke. And pretty much in like 30 minutes, Andy and I had to figure out exactly what's broken, how to fix it, and how to get the robot, you know, automatically doing something again. And, you know, for a second, we didn't think we were going to do it. We were in high pressure. The entire team was pretty much counting on us. Some people were getting agitated, but you get it to work. And the feeling is like no other. You're like, holy shit, I just did that. And, you know, it's little wins like that that get you more and more invested in coding and invested in creating. It's addicting. Mm-hmm. The best is when you smash your head on your keyboard. Something won't work. You have no idea why. <laughs> and then three hours later, you realize it's a typo. Yep. <laughs> you want to kill yourself. Yeah, I remember you made a typo. And I was wondering, I was like, why, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And then like an hour later, I like, I don't know, I did some like hard debugging and I found like something was misspelled by one letter. And I was like, ah, damn it. Yeah, because so, and that's another thing. Sometimes your code shoots out weird errors that are not related to the real error. Yeah. And that can really mess you up. That's the type of shit that takes you like hours to debug and figure out. <laughs> I think when I got good at coding was or like better than just normal where I can like teach now and like clearly explain shit was definitely last semester um, 
part around the time we started follow i think that was what kind of bolstered me to the next step um that and then working um for project 77 really kind of pushed put me over the top where i was like okay i can confidently Mm. do a lot of this even if i don't know i can confidently figure it out within like a couple of weeks or a month or something um or even like a couple of hours and uh, that's the point you got to get to because before when i saw all my friends who were good at coding i was like damn they know all these things they must just be really smart uh, they must just have to watch a lot of these youtube videos and learn a lot i have no clue how they got there but it's not about knowing everything or being good it's about learning how to find out the answers you know i realized that no one actually knows how to make everything work but you know th- there's a saying where coders aren't really good at coding they're more really really good at googling and that's a real skill when you want to become a software engineer you need to know how to google your errors because most problems you face someone else has already had that problem and there's most likely an answer out there yeah because um if you're using someone else's library too like a library is like a someone who wrote code for you so you don't have to write it um usually they'll put in errors and it'll clearly say what the error is. But the reason they put that error is probably because they know people are going to make that mistake. So it's like you can Google that. It's probably a common error. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Zach, why do you think that only you know computer scientists should be into coding? Or do you think it's a useful skill for other people to learn? Um, it's useful for everybody to learn. Um, there's a lot of mystery behind coding. Um, it's... Well, one, it's like fun to like learn a new thing. So if you want to learn it, just just go ahead and learn it because you're curious. Like if you don't like it, then you won't like it. But most of the time, you will probably find some cool stuff around it. But it's it's definitely useful because when thinking about other problems, so my friend, um, this is before he started coding, but he was at work and he realized that every like his entire job could just be automated. So he quit and he started doing another degree for computer science. So that's, it, it's good to know those types of things. Um, and plus like, if you wanted to change careers or something like that, you could just, you could very easily change careers if you knew just enough to like do the interviews and mm. stuff. Yeah, you know what's one useful skill? People who are intermediary between uh, the technical people and business people. Because um, it's a common but but somewhat true, um, what's the word I'm looking for, stereotype that coders or software engineers aren't like the social people, aren't the easiest to communicate with. And you see that a lot where there's a, there's a huge barrier between the business side and the technical side. And they're not even speaking the same language. There's a lot of value in people who know both sides so they can communicate that between each other. So just knowing a little bit of that technology can put you in the market for a lot of new jobs you hadn't considered before. Yeah, like that. Uh, and and uh, that CEO we go met, for it? that CEO we met in San Francisco, um, who was at UConn for the Earlens, he could like explain uh, the yeah. product. Like it's not really computer science, but like he could explain like the biology of the ear, and like the fucking uh, whatever it is that you. Put yeah. 
Let's he was work. a business dude, but yeah. Well, he was a CEO, so he he better know the biology of the Well, yeah, but like behind. that's that's also like another case study of why it's important to know or to learn a little yeah. bit, so you know what people are talking about. Um, you know, the, the engineers will will definitely like help you and like explain stuff. It's not scary to ask. All engineering. Like I love when people ask me what I'm doing and let me explain it. It's fun. Not everyone's like that, Zach. Well, fuck them. <laughs> True, I agree, but yeah, not everyone's like that. A lot of people, like a lot of coders I've seen when I was learning, uh, Sean asked for help, they, they have the attitude like, fuck off, what are you doing here? I don't want to explain it to you. Just let me do my shit, don't bother me type of thing. Those yeah. people are really doing this. Those people, uh, they're good engineers. <laughs> That's an insult. That's a fucking insult. Shots fired. Yeah, any type of engineering, if you're in any engineering field too, coding self focus. My roommates are uh, material science engineering, mechanical, especially my mechanical engineering uh, friend. He's has to do quite a bit of coding for some of his classes for for like mechanical do for simulations and stuff like that. They use a lot of MATLAB, and uh, I know my, I think they do that. In, yeah, any engineering field, there's some coding aspect and. If you have knowledge of that, that's going to set you apart too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just good to know all things. Like, mm-hmm. like for you and me, like maybe we should, might be a good idea to learn, like just go back into physics or stuff or just a lot of the natural sciences because then we could, mm-hmm. you know, combine them because they're important, for like robotics and stuff like that. Yeah. And the buildup is important too, because you got to know physics as an intro into electromagnetism, which builds up a stronger foundation for learning things about circuits and how electrical units work. And then circuits help you understand how logic works and how logical circuits work. That helps you understand how uh, computer components work, like memory, RAM, CPU, which helps you understand how code runs at a really basic level and how, you know, binary works and how things communicate with each other, which helps you understand how the code we write, the more common code works. And, and there's a lot of steps in between that too, but all of that base knowledge, you don't necessarily need to know, you know, it all the way from the physics, but the more, you know, the more uh, optimized code you could write, I guess, up to a certain point. Also, there's less mystery. Um, like when you code something, like there is physically like matter that is changing in your computer on like the microscopic yeah. by like the size of an electron or something. So like you're basically commanding electrons. If that makes any sense. Yeah, you're yeah you're commanding electricity. That's what you're doing. You're commanding electricity in a really microscopic scale. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. But I remember coding in MIPS, and it was not fun at all for me. No. That was a pain in my and, ass. No. Uh, that's why there's this concept called abstraction yep. coding, where common pieces of code are packaged together. And uh, that's really helpful. Okay, so... Very, very helpful. I guess I didn't explain MIPS, but MIPS, so... 
So you know, we have like our higher level languages that look almost like English, like they're easy to understand. And then the computer is going to take that and then turn it into a new language uh, called assembly or machine code. And that looks disgusting, but that's, you're physically like coding. Yeah, like the op codes. Yeah, you're like physically taking different components of your computer and like putting stuff in them. Like, like you're like physically going in there. And then um, that gets converted into a binary. Um, and there's a way to do that. It's actually not too hard to like convert. Like you could, that'd be a fun project. Like take Python, go to MIPS and then go to binary and then like print it out on a piece of paper. But like you could go there and then the computer reads the binary part. And that part, see, it's interesting material, but I hated the way I was taught. It was just, it was just not fun for me when I was learning it. Yeah, it's uh, well, that that class you're talking about, architecture, that class I really liked because I just cool. really liked getting the. Well, I again, I didn't like the teacher the way it was taught. I passed that class by reading yeah. the, through the book. Yep. And I thought it was really cool, but yeah, it could have definitely been thought better, and they could have really emphasized the why on why you need to know this. And again, course. if you're just if you're just becoming like a web developer or a software engineer um, for regular things, you most likely don't need to know any of this. But the more you know, the more it sets you apart and the better you get overall. It's just cool to think about too. Um, like a good motivator is uh, that show Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Like that shit looked cool to me. Oh my God. Or check. Halt and Catch Fire. It takes place in the 80s. So basically what they do is they get an IBM PC and they like mm-hmm. reverse engineer um, the BIOS or something. It's, it's There's like a scene where they like, they take a breadboard and they like set it up. So like, uh, I think that the chip that has the BIOS, like every time you like run a command or something, it like prints it in uh, hexadecimal or something. And so they're writing all those addresses down in like a book oh okay, uh, it was gotcha. like it was so wow. cool oh my god you can just like look up the scene just look up halt and catch fire reverse engineering scene and you'll see what i'm talking halt about and catch fire yeah i kind of want to watch it again because it's just like really cool um but like crash course um that youtube channel they do a good video on how like computers work the crash course computer science i think it was very well done because rather than just saying here's a computer um they say all right so this is what happened before computers why computers were developed um i think the first problem was like doing census data because it would take way too long to like tabulate by hand all the census data so they created a machine to do that Mm. and then from there you know the machines got better and better um and then they discovered uh logic gates or stuff like that um whatever like the chemistry part no way they definitely discovered logic gates way before computers were made no 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 no. no. i mean like um there was like like machines that would just like mechanical machines that had nothing to do with logic gates yeah yeah and then from there they had uh i think it was like vacuum tubes or something like there was some mercury. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. There was yes, some like yeah, machine yeah. where like it would dip like a needle into mercury, and then that would be like a signal or something. Um, but of course, that was like too big, and mercury is a little scary. So uh, then they moved on to the logic gates, and things were able to get smaller and smaller. 
And yeah, it goes into depth, like from the beginning. And that's, that's what I like. Motivation. Yeah. And it's weird. It's a lot of things coming together too. A lot of things. Cause once computers got to a certain point and then we went into war and because of war, we got the internet so people can communicate in war, like the basic, basic version of the internet. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of that infrastructure developed and then a huge uh, pass the war. There was this huge shit going on in Silicon Valley with transistors for computers and transistors became smaller and smaller. And then that huge side of the country boomed, bringing so much technology and innovation. And suddenly I'm on my phone, Zach's on some computer. We're talking to each other and you guys are watching us do that. Yeah. If we didn't have the internet, this pandemic would suck. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Wow. I don't know what I would, well, I would probably figure it out, but it wouldn't be as efficient. Yeah, we'd be probably be writing notes on paper. I don't know. I mean, that's Going how I, more. That, that's how I plan on writing the first like iteration of follow the, the musical. The musical, it's a musical. <laughs> I'm gonna get the the legal pads. I love legal pads. Um, no, just because also just because we're computer science majors doesn't mean we don't sometimes like to use analog stuff. If we get really like paper, paper. You know, sometimes it's nicer. A lot of times it's nicer. It saves my eyes. And I you know, that's why I went blind. It's too many screens. <laughs> I don't know. No, sometimes. I don't know. There's a lot you could do with the computer. Obviously, really cool, but there's nothing so free form as paper on a computer. I think the closest you could get to that is uh, maybe your iPad Pro, and you can write on that. Even but, that, it's know, like it's... annoying writing on that sometimes. Yeah, because it doesn't bend. Maybe it's, it, it's, it's like because we're charging. like used to it. Used to it from like a really young age. It's paper and pencil, but. Just something so nice about it. Mm-hmm. Paper. That's why I want like paper displays. Like, why can't? Why do we have to have a screen for everything? Why can't we have like the smart technology that goes on? Like, I don't need to know what happens. Like, I could have a server somewhere in Arizona or a computer in Arizona, and like, I it could do all the calculations for me, and I'll have some like shitty like like $50 just paper display that shows me like my calendar. That's all I need. You pay $50 for a calendar. Well, no, no. I mean like a calendar, you know, calendars exist, right? Like a calendar. I can text people. Like I don't need all this extra shit on it. It's just like, you know, remote remote in remote phone. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I guess, where do you want to go with computer science? Like we talked about our journey so far. What do you want to do with it? Do you want to, do you want to be a coder for life? What do you want to do? See, that question is a little more comp or the answer to that question is a little more complicated now after going on this like two to three year journey. But so on one hand, you know, I could very easily become a coder and get that like amazing starting salary, whatever. And then, you know, just grind and 
stow away the money. But I'm starting to realize that maybe I don't I I don't have it's okay to not just be a coder. Like I enjoy coding and it's very fun to me and teaching it. But I don't want it to be like my main. Like it it should be part of like this whole like uh I don't know, discovery that I'm trying to do right now or this part of this bigger picture. Um it's just like another component. It's like a skill you have that can be used for other projects as well. I want it to be used more as a means to go solve a problem um, mm. or just to have fun. Like it's fun. It's like, why am I sketching? It's because it's fun and I'm just interested in it, but I don't want it to be like, I'm not going to monetize sketching. It's just because I want to sketch. Um, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I'm going to have to probably get a job next year um, as like a software engineer. And I think that's okay. But eventually I want to, be at that point where I can, you know, do other things and not just code to make money, but like code to solve bigger problems. Um, does, that, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, no, I like that. Um, that I noticed that's when I have the most fun coding is not when I'm building some bullshit website, but when I'm solving a problem, because um, I think some of you know and you about this, but pretty much for this show, we, we needed to extract clips from it to post on Instagram. And that was very, very tedious going through the clip, editing it out little by little. And what we realized is instead of doing that, we could just write a little program with Python where we just feed timestamps and a video in and it spits out the clips for us. And you could even go one step above and have it format with the white bars and the text and the top and the bottom. And you don't have to worry about any of that. It just spits it out for you. That made life with it so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Um, yeah, it's like you gotta be careful as a society to monetize skills we create. Like, don't always have to do that. It's okay. Like, we're not we're not even monetizing this podcast. We just like talking, and it's helping. Mm-hmm. It's helping. It's helping the self as opposed to like in, in a non monetary way too. Maybe you could make money one day, but like it's helping the self. Um, Every time you tell people you're doing something, there it always jumps to monetize. So, what are you gonna do with it? Where's it gonna go? <sighs> yeah. How much you think you're gonna make? And in the beginning, I was really into that, and I was into that whole monetization thing too. But the more and more I think about it, that's the stuff that burns you out. You don't do stuff just for fun anymore. You go for growth and monetization and all that. And then it's like, why are you doing this? Are you doing it because you enjoy doing it? Or are you doing it because it's some way for you to possibly get money? But in the process, you're pretty much losing why you started doing something in the first place. Yep. I think you and I caught ourselves on this podcast too before that happened. Yeah. Very quick. You know, it, it sneaks it sneaks up on mm-hmm. us too. Um, this podcast, like even from the start, we were literally saying we didn't want to do it. And then slowly in the background, we were doing it. We were trying to find a way to do it. And it got kind of scary. That in itself is a skill. Um, the self-awareness thing, that is a skill. Um, it's like, why are you doing something? Um, are you trying to get laid? Are you trying to, are you trying to... <laughs> I don't know, are you just bored? Are you trying to find what excites you? That's me. 
um, you know. Just, yeah, and I think one of the hardest things to do is to find your personal why. And mainly because it's always changing to my why. Again, the reason I liked all the monetization stuff a couple of years back, because my why um, before follow, and I guess during follow too, was to make money, to get rich. That's what I wanted. That's what I really cared about. Um, but the more I built into new experiences, I mean, that's just not me anymore. If that's your why, that's cool. Then, you know, know that and then take advantage of it and go make money. But that's not my why anymore. You know, money is still good. I still financial security is something I value, but that's not my primary why anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah. once you can find out what motivates you, then the game becomes, you can take your own game to the next level. And now another part of that, um, a lot of people think that the why will just like, you just sit and it'll come. No, you have to actually put in action to get your why. It's like, do stuff. Um, yeah. If you're like, it's one of the hardest things to find. If you're curious about, I don't know, anatomy or something, go buy a book right away and go read it. And then just keep going down those rabbit holes. I know people are going to be like, you know, you should really focus on your schoolwork or whatever, but they're, they're missed. They're the ones who are missing out on something magnificent. And, you know, that's the hardest thing other when other people come into the equation, the reason, you know, it's, it's called self-awareness. You think like, I should know myself. That should be easy. Right. And I think it might be, but your whole life, you're constantly influencing your brain is stretched and pulled by the people around you. And, you know, especially with the internet, there's so many influences reaching into your head, planting little seeds in that it becomes hard to distinguish who is you and who is somebody else talking through you. Exactly. And that's, that's what finding self-awareness really is, distinguishing between your voice and all the other voices in your head. Yeah, like most of the time, like if you feel shame about something, the universe doesn't care. It's mostly just someone who told you that that thing you're doing is something you should feel ashamed of. So like... I, you can't just ignore it, obviously. Like, I, I believe that everything, every feeling you have, every thought you have is for a reason. Like, people don't, people don't go out and just decide to go kill someone. They, like, have a course of events that leads up to that. Like, that's not, like, like some people just think people are evil when they're born. It's like, no. Like, maybe you're born with an illness, but usually there's things that happen along the way. Like, I've, I'm sure you've seen The Joker, Akash, the new one. It was an okay movie, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he yeah. had. I know. I really like the movie. Okay, well, I don't know. It was kind of. All right, keep going, keep going. Okay, whatever. That's like another topic. But like you know, yeah. things happen that lead to things. So don't judge yourself for like thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm like, like if someone says, oh, just rub dirt in it. That's like, that's not helping. Um, or like, just suck it up or whatever. Like that's not helping. You need to address why. Why you think that way? Why? And then you will yeah, foster this power. <laughs> your brain is a pattern machine. Um, it, you know, you're born with your genetic that, that you can't change anything related to your genetics. But everything else is influenced constantly by your environment and what is around you. 
Mm -hmm. So it's, you gotta, you gotta be able to distinguish between that. Um, that's, that's why you know that it's put in place by something else, not just your own personal thoughts. Like if you're afraid of the people dying in the coronavirus because you're watching the news all the time, turn the fucking news off because it's going to happen yeah. and it's out of your control. So think about, you also got to think about what's in your control. So it's like, I don't know, something, something in the world happens and you're so bothered by it. Well, we got to realize that that happened. It's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. It, that's the thing. It's a, it's, it's this thing about worry, you know, if it's in your control and you're worried about it, do something about it and changing it, you have control. And if it's not in your control, then don't bother worrying about it. You can't change it. You just need to deal with it. And worrying and just thinking about it and sitting on it, that serves no purpose for actually solving it. Especially worrying. Thinking about it can help, but worrying about it, it doesn't serve much, you know, if something just happened and it's on your control. Yeah. Then you have like the feedback loop from hell, which is when you like judge yourself for worrying or something. Um, okay. Yeah. We, this turned yeah. into coding and now it's like life philosophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, those two go together like really well, I think. Like every time you see coding, you see self-help added to it yeah it's weird you know let's let's talk about that for a second isn't that weird a lot of um self-help self-improvement that whole thing is very close to coding like um john son as we watch it started as simple programmer it was a coding channel and then it became bulldog mindset i wonder why that is i wonder why a lot of coders go to self-help i don't know not all of them. Um, not all of them. I've met some. No, definitely, definitely uh, not I, all. I've met some like blind, mindless coders who just want the grade. I'm like, come on, come, on. come on. Like some kid didn't want to do the casual competition because he wanted his grade. Like, I, did I tell you, you know that? What? I made a suggestion for a final exam to be a Kaggle competition. Cause like that's like legit data science. It doesn't have to be a hard one. It could be an easy one, but at least like a Kaggle uh, competition. And I thought that was a cool idea. And everyone shit on me. Cause they were like, dude, I just want a straightforward assignment. I don't want to lose my grade. I'm like, Jesus guys, it's all the same shit. Gotcha. Well, yeah. One thing you can cram for the other thing you got to know your shit and, you know, I, I, I low-key empathize with them because sometimes in a class, you just got to go for the easy grade and get them out of it if you don't really give a shit. It's all the same thing. Like, you would pick one that's, like, image classification because that's all we've done. Like, this time, he could give us hot dog, no hot dog as a Kaggle competition as opposed to uh, fucking male, female. Like, how is that any different? Like, the only different thing is the image size. Oh, I think we just lost Akash. Fuck. Do we lose the stream? Oh no, we lost Akash. Shit. Yeah, but for that situation, um, everything would be the same except for 
the size of the image. And like you could reuse your homework from uh, from that. Yeah, Akash is dead. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's awkward. Oh, it's just me. Hello, Zach. Um, now I'm just zooming myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, welcome back. Dude, you should, have, you should have seen how you were frozen on my screen. <laughs> Dude, you were like, I was like talking and then you were like, and I was like, why is he just looking at me that way? All right, you, you want to see how, I think I, I was talking to you. Let me send you real quick. Oh, God. Oh. <sighs> Good coffee stuff. Who's ever watching, did this help you with life? I don't know. In general. Did we lose Akash again? Yeah, I think we lost Akash again. Hold up. That's hot. Whatever Akash just sent me. That is... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is something else. Why does it keep happening? I don't know. No, my camera broke. Oh, oh my god. The stream's breaking. Everything's there we go. I, I fixed myself. Why are you gray? There you go. Okay. Gray? But back to what I was saying about the Kaggle competition is that no. if we, let's say we had male female images, that was our last homework. The only difference with the next homework, like if we were to like do hot dog, no hot dog, would be like the image size. Like it would pretty much be the same process which is what we've been doing um oh gotcha yeah, yeah but like the whole thing was you could submit it to kaggle and it'd be fun like it'd be like oh now you can go do stuff on your own it'd be cute but no everyone's got to puss out <laughs> on a little bit of extra steps yep tells you and you know the fact that they aren't making the final that in fact that that isn't a step already shows that it's all a grade-based system rather than a learning-based system yeah fuck university okay sometimes i don't want to, i don't want to fully say that sometimes there are classes that i think really influence the way i think of the world um that would be so the first one would be economics microeconomics um that was a very well class uh film study English, um, what was it? Maybe 2050, CS 2050. Mm. Um, David's class, uh, management. Yeah. Um, what else? Fuck. And then maybe big data. Really? It's, but, okay, I, don't, I didn't go to class that much, but it's because of the projects. Because um, mm. I didn't really know what correlation meant. And then, like, I put, I made a graph, and then, like, the textbook said, that's a correlation. I was like, ah. Related versus correlated. 
I get it now. Yeah. Um, that changed the way I think. What else? Not Univ. Univ was like... You know, it was bullshit. Okay, maybe my algorithms class. I think, yeah. 3,500 I liked a Yeah, lot. that was... that. Actually, yeah, that helped me think about a lot of problems. Um, not 3,100. That one just gave me, like... It, it helped me technically, but not... not a, it helped yeah. me technically, but not... Oh, 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 the discrete math course. Oh, uh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Person stuff on that, yeah. Ben, I, I ben didn't... Fuller is a good professor. He, like... I felt like he no. gave a shit about no. it. No. Maybe he for you. My, <laughs> he wouldn't round my 89.5 to a 90. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's... Is that it for the classes that have influenced me? I mean, I got to order them on, like, levels of influence. Okay, maybe philosophy. Despite, Yeah, despite everyone being pissed off. Maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome, but... Dude, yeah. that class, I... <laughs> No, it, I would have liked the class itself if it wasn't him trying to shove his opinions down my throat. See, but that's the thing. It wasn't about his opinion. It was about how he conveyed his opinion. That was the whole point of the class. See, it didn't sound like he conveyed it very well to me. It, it like felt like he was just trying to shove it down my throat because anyone who would ask a question and try to pose an opposing opinion, you're supposed to encourage that. You're supposed to help them form it and develop it. Instead, he just completely dismissed it. Even I think like told a couple of them to keep quiet and kept going with his own opinion. I don't think that's how a class should be thought. That's I really like the discussion sections. That was really helpful. Okay. Um, I like the, the TA was really good, but the class itself, I was not a fan of it. Mostly the professor. Mine was online, so I think, yeah, maybe that helped. Maybe that was different. I remember um, taking the exam. We were supposed to have like a proctor watch us, and I accidentally started the exam, and I was like, "Wait, shit! I was supposed to have a proctor watch me." It's like twenty minutes in, there was a proctor watching me. Some people didn't even have the proctor, but I don't think he gave a shit. Yeah, even in the exam, there was one question where he made a typo. And when I raised my hand, he's like, nope, no questions. Just write it. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's bullshit. Okay. Fair, fair. What time is it? We're, we're, we're towards, yeah. we're towards now, the end. Now I want to read philosophy again. See this shit? This is like encouraging my true soul yeah it's just stuff you you learning stuff for you versus you learning stuff for someone else and for some other reason that's that's what it comes down to turn off social media <laughs> oh oh well Wow, we well, had a we had a good conversation today, even mm -hmm. though we came up with this this morning. <laughs> yeah, Zach was like, like ten minutes before it started. It's like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, let's talk about our journey with computing. Do you want to see my old nose? Oh. This is a fake nose. 
You put your old nose back on. I'm just kidding. Wow, I did the old it's one a, looks way better. It's a pencil sharpener for my pencils. So, oh, I used to have one of those nose ones. Did you did you ever go to the Scholastic Fairs? Yeah. Those are good. Next week we have our guest star, Jamie Scott or Naomi Scott. I just said Jamie Scott. <laughs> wow, that's uh I'm so sorry. You're not Jamie, you're Naomi. That's the new this is the new this is the new uh face of the show is Naomi Scott. <laughs> sorry, Jamie. You're out of the cut. But you didn't make the cut. Dang it. Dang it, dang it. All right, any, any last final thoughts? Don't be afraid to try stuff. If you Don't be help, afraid if you're, of code. Literally, if you're like afraid or something, and you're like, oh God, I have so much resistance, literally text me. Like there's only, there's only like four of you watching. Just be like, text me, and I'll offer some words of encouragement. Um, because I have been there where I was got the, the tentacles of society wrapped around my legs. It's like hentai. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I could take a very I could take a very intellectual thing and turn it stupid. <laughs> That's the only way people can digest it. That's right. People can only relate to hentai. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's the final word, guys. Watch more hentai, and you will find answers to life with it. Oh, great! All right, guys. All right, thank you all who tuned in this morning. Um, I know there's a few of you watching. Uh, if you're laughing, good. If you're not, also good. Be self-aware. Let you laugh. Be self-aware. I want you to think about what you're thinking about. That's your that's your homework. And then think about that. And then think about that. And eventually <laughs> you will teleport to a new dimension. <laughs> okay, everyone's you starting to meet everyone, Jesus. Everyone's starting everyone's to leave. Cool. So I'm gonna end the stream. Anyway, you wait, 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 wait. You guys know the routine. Zach and Akasha, Spotify, Instagram, Apple, Google, YouTube. Check us out. If you Peace. if if you Thank have you. a if you have a friend who might benefit from the last portion of our show, you know, share it with them because sometimes people think their problems are unique, but they're not. Okay. Thank you all for watching. Hey, you're not you're not special. Yeah, you're not special. <laughs> Mark Manson, twenty sixteen. Peace guys. Bye. Bye.